Welcome to A Little Juju Podcast. This is the podcast all about black ass spirituality, honoring our ancestors, honoring ourselves, getting free, knowing that spirit will get us free, knowing that we have medicine from the past that our ancestors did not leave us and they have tools for us to use and tap into their spirits to be able to resist, to be able to heal and be able to taste liberation and freedom. My name is Juju and I come to this show as a hoodoo practitioner, as a conjure, a kanti conjurer, an orisha devotee, and all-around theologian. I love me some religion. I love me some African traditional ones. And I love me some diasporic traditions. Ooh, and thank you for tuning in today. I'm so sorry I'm coming so heavy. I was quote-unquote okay. And then I feel like once I turned the mic on and I just got hit with grief. Um, so... Uh, I'm very excited for the show today because it is another interview episode and it will be with my friend Coco, who is another Baltimore native. So we love to see that. And it'll be, you know, we talk about a lot of different things, living in Baltimore, being a spiritual worker, hoodoo, everything. So it's, it's, it's a good interview, but it's definitely, um, it's just a weird time. It's just a weird time. It's a hard time. It's a grieving time. But, you know, I believe that we will win because we will. So I'm definitely holding that right now. I'm holding this faith work and, you know, faith that we will win. Faith, just faith in general. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. I hope you all are okay. Um, let's drop the intro and get into the show. Thanks for coming back. Or coming for the first time. <laughs> All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. A little juju. A little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Can't firm no say, and I'll never get the play. I'll take your photo to the grave, but that ain't even my thing. I just stay at the crossroads, pray. I just pour a little honey from my face to make a stay. Cause I hate when bay leaves, but I manifest a little with my bay leaves. I'm my ancestors, baby, so I give them everything that they gave me. Yeah, so I can't be Manifested everything gives me props. I'm spiritually rounded while I'm on the top. My spirit's surrounded, so I'll never drop, drop. Okay. Y'all, what the heck? <laughs> what the heck? What the heck? Like, first of all, why? <laughs> I can't do anything but just, like, nervous laugh because... What the heck? This is such a time to be alive. I keep saying, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive in this moment. Oh, Lord. In the middle of a global pandemic, in the middle of experiencing COVID-19, 
we are also experiencing an added layer of trauma (sighs) and having to witness really terrible acts of white violence against black people, against black skin again. And it's just overload. The media, it's just too much. It's too much. I feel, I don't really have a lot of words. I don't. I pulled cards, so I'm going to talk about the cards in a minute. Because I don't got no words. Um, I I don't know. It's, I, so because I don't have words, I'm going to let spirit talk because I, I, don't, I really don't have anything to say. But the cards that I pulled are, are, are good cards. So I'm, I'm appreciative to the ancestors for giving us a little message that I, I'll share with y'all. Before I do that, I wanted to just have a moment of silence, actually. I've been thinking a lot about our people who have uh, transitioned during this really weird time due to the COVID-19, due to um, violence, due to um, issues that were amplified by COVID-19. So maybe not having COVID, but experiencing some type of other illness or sickness and they weren't able to be treated how they were supposed to be. I'm thinking about the people who... uh, transitioned who did not have proper burials you know I'm just thinking a lot about those souls I'm thinking a lot about these ancestors right now and I wanted to just take a moment for them Uh, of course as we are witnessing the uh, folks taking back the streets and protesting and the organizing and the activism you know of course we're hearing the names and common names of folks whose lives were taken uh our folks who were murdered um, by agents of the states by agents of people who are supposed to be protecting us quote unquote we know that is not true but so I just want to have a moment of silence for Breonna Taylor. I want to take a moment of silence for Tony McDade. I want to take a moment of silence for George Floyd. A moment of silence for Ahmaud Arbery and everyone else who has been lost really in 2020 through just some really strange, in this really strange moment. I wanted to uplift their spirits at this time. I want to pray for their continued healing in the spiritual realm. I pray that the ancestors welcome them into the heavens with open arms. And may they be fiercely protected with their ancestors. May they rest with their beloved ancestors. May they know that there are people here who are willing to avenge their suffering. And may they be well and may we be well. So I just want to take a moment to honor them. Ashe, amen.
Okay, so I told y'all I pulled a few cards because I know to say child. So I pulled, I did a three card pull actually yesterday as a message for the collective. And then um, they was like, just share it on the podcast, girl. I was like, okay. So I pulled an eight of clubs. I pulled a seven of spades, seven of diamonds, and then an honorable mention card, a joker popped out. So I'm going to interpret it this time. I don't always interpret jokers, but this time I'm, I'm going to. Uh, basically... What these cards are saying all together, well, I'll do the breakdown just because I know sometimes people want to know what each card means. Uh, again, how I interpret the cards are intuitively. I do look at the general understandings of cards, but I think it's also important to read cards just intuitively. And we're going to get into that because Coco talks about that in this episode. But anyway, so the first card I pulled was actually an Ace of Clubs. And I think that was such an amazing and powerful card to be the first card as a message from our spirits and our ancestors like this is this is let's just lay out the land ace of clubs is a powerful card the ace of clubs knocks down all type of negative energy entities bullshit ace of clubs is a card of victory ace of clubs is a card of satisfaction spiritual satisfaction groundedness winning And I was like, y'all, that better be the first card. Ace of Clubs pulls down all the negative aspects potentially of any other cards that could come up in the reading um, or in a particular spread that you're pulling. So when I got that as a just like, what is the message for right now? What do we need to keep in mind? What is important? You know, as we're going through this really strange, hard, grieving, traumatic time, it was like remembering that. We're going to be fine. At the end of the day, what we are doing is not in vain. None of this will be in vain. None of this is in vain. None of it. And I was like, yes, I needed that to be the first car. So shout out to the Ace of Clubs. We need to hold that Ace of Clubs energy through this entire moment and after. The next card that came up was a seven of spades, which is like an acknowledgement of, yeah, shit is trying right now. Relationships are going to look strange. The ways that we are relating to each other right now is going to be potentially a mess. And we see that uh, on a societal level right now, the ways that we're relating to each other, communication is off. Um, It's just... trying to connect with people is off we're also still you know social distancing or quarantining you know depending where you at so it's like how we're being in community right now is just weird and there's just it's just it it could be messy right now we I think we're seeing that on a (laughs) almost a global scale in this moment um and then also this could be translated into interpersonally too like yes right now we're at odds people are fighting um, and then you might also be at odds with your own families you might also be at odds with people that are around you you might also be you you don't been quarantining with somebody too long and they getting on your damn nerves you know this is an acknowledgement of yeah that's that's what this moment is but the next card that was pulled was a seven of diamonds which is saying we have to be strategic in how we are continuing to build these relationships, who we are in relationships with, who we are deciding to trust right now, who we do not trust, who is an enemy, who is not. How do we fit into this? What is our work? A seven, a seven of diamonds card is is about, you know, how are you going to play this moment? What are we going to do? What is the 
how are we being organized? How are you going to show up in the work? But don't show up in a place where you don't feel like that's your skill. Or you don't feel particularly, rather you don't feel particularly called to a specific kind of work. So if you are not somebody who is, who can walk, you know, miles and miles for a protest and you are not, you are not somebody who is um, comfortable just being out in the streets in that way, please don't go out in the streets. That's not strategic. You know, this is a moment of strategy. This is a moment of if you are a spiritual worker, get on your spiritual work, honey. If you're an organizer, get to organizing. If you're a writer, get to writing. Write, organize, pray, whatever around this moment so that we can be strategic. Talk to your folks. Talk to your people. If you got some people that you love who are dear and close to you, who got some problematic views around this whole thing or victim blame, you're going to have to talk to them. There's a level of trying to get on the same page, more or less, uh, with this seven of diamonds. Now I'm just talking. Now I'm just rattling. <laughs> I also want to uplift, though, about the seven of diamonds, which is really relevant to this card, is it can talk about some financial issues or just being strategic around money so i'm gonna say that to you of course on a personal level but again as we see this was like a collective reading what the hell's going on in the motherfucking world um in society right now it feels like there is some energy around just funds being not depleted but just financial just mess this could point to some type of um this could point to some recession recessive like energy i'm not saying we're gonna go in the recession i don't know i ain't gonna i don't i'm not really the economics girl i'm not but just with this seven of diamonds it's like also being strategic around finances money what you're doing with your money in this moment because societally it's just not looking too good for 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 money this could also point to maybe a a, a down of capitalism um a restructuring even just even if it's just the this is just a catalyst to a restructuring a new way to live a new way to pay a new way to you know i don't know but i just wanted to uplift that financial money uh, message because everybody want to know what's going on with money with their money i get it well i feel like it's going to be looking a little different as we are progressing throughout this year and into next year what money really means um, and then the Joker, the honorable mentioned Joker, the Joker can be interpreted a whole bunch of different ways for this particular four card pull. The Joker is about actually finding joy in everyday life, small things. A lot of us are feeling a lot of grief right now. There is no joy for us. There is, it's just feeling like straight depression. It's feeling like straight anger. It's feeling like straight all of that. It's okay to feel those emotions. We should feel those emotions. Those are not the only emotions. Remember that you can always find something that can bring you peace. You can always find something that can bring you some type of joy. You need to do those things. So um, I could be so upset and crying, but I'm sure y'all might hear this baby that's outside. Uh, I can look outside and actually just see a baby playing. Um, and find like, oh, the baby's so cute. 
Like I can, I can find that even, the, even as I'm grieving, even as I'm sad, I can still find like joy in nature. I can still find the joy in a, an innocent child, you know, still finding peace within their own life, you know, still being happy within their own life, just banging a stick, you know, on, on the door, like find those things, hold dear to those, those things. Those things are signs of abundance too. So keep in mind just the, the ways that uh, your spirits are bringing you some type of solace or peace that is important and laugh with it. Allow that to also penetrate your spirit in the same ways that we will, can allow and should allow grief and our sadness and our rage to penetrate our spirit, our spirits. Okay. So that is the message that I had. Well, that I was used as a vessel for what told y'all I ain't had no words, but thank, thank you to spirits and thank you to our ancestors for always coming through with some tea to help ground us. Um, so now let's just get into donations. I want to shout out my beautiful patrons and talk about ways to help keep my, the show afloat and sharing energy with me. And then we're going to get right into our interview with Coco, which I'm very excited for. All you need is a little juju. A little juju podcast is written, hosted, and crafted by me, Juju. And this process is a labor of love, but it is labor nonetheless, because podcasting ain't free. It takes time, energy, resources, money so that I can pay people to help me. Finally, I have a little bit more resources to do that. And I'm able to do that because people donate. Um, It is a few ways to donate to the show. All of them are important. I will start with the monetary ways and then we'll get into the non-monetary ways to support this work. So the first monetary way that I'll mention is through Patreon, which is a site that allows you to contribute to the show monthly. So on the first of the month, Patreon automatically takes out whatever you choose to donate, which will range from $1 to as many dollars as you want. I have some suggestions on my Patreon. And based on the level that you donate is the level of content or things that you'll receive from me via Patreon, which includes exclusive deals, videos. Sometimes I do readings. Sometimes I do workings for specific patrons. It just depends. So big, big shout out to Ernest Gibson for becoming a patron. Thanks, Ernest. Shout out to Jasmine. Big shout out to Amy B. Thanks, Amy. Big shout out to Jillian Walker, Asia W. Healing is imperfect. table. thank you for becoming a patron. Shout out to Jessica Araho. Araho. Thank you, Jessica. I'm sorry if I messed up your last name. Shout out to Allegra Usher, Tish Nicole, Janelle K, Dagmar Van Willen- Wilgenberg. Thank you. Shout out to Coco T for becoming a patron. Shout out to Christina Carr. Charnay Garrett, Jess Pertikins, Sakira White, Naja Carter. I think it's Naja. Yeah, Naja Carter. Mashonda, thank you. Shout out to Robin Elise for becoming a patron. Shout out to Shalaria Dominique. Shout out to Bruja's First Steps. Love to see it, honey. Thank you for becoming a patron. Shout out to Milel Jamila or Milel Jamila. Thank you. Shakaria Dominique, thank you. Shout out to Erica Cespedes for upping your pledge. Shout out to Shamika Berger, 
Caitlin, Amisa, Amisa Miller, Dion Hunter, Jasmine Fobbs, Amber Heard, Lawrence Smith, thank you, Mariah Phillips, Aminta, thank you so much, Wilson Martinez, shout out to G. Lynn, shout out to Asha Hernandez Bailey, thank you to Maciel, shout out to Whitney, Aaliyah Mosby, Tenacious Jones, Akil Harris, Andrea Belair, Maya Alexandria Yondo. Thank you so much. Shout out to Tanasia Sherry. Shout out to Kelly. Thank you so much to Raina Washington for becoming a patron. Shout out to Karen Carter. Thank you to Noel for upping your pledge. Thank you, girl. <laughs> uh, shout out to Danny B. Shout out to Equa Adisa. Shout out to Sasha Shafe. Thank you for becoming a patron. Ari. I hope I'm saying the name. Ari. Arie. Thank you. Arie, maybe. Thank you so much for becoming a patron. Shout out to Gabrielle Del Bosque. Carrie Henderson. Destiny Brown. Jazz Stewart. Ebony Coleman. Vim Black. Mariah Espinoza. Shout out to Carlin Wright for upping your pledge to Sweet 1111. Shout out to Te Quiero. Shout out to Ashley Gray for editing your pledge. Thank you. Shout out to Jordan Amila, Kayla Mitchell, LaMadria Shivers, Chelsea Lehman, Mona Haziel. Shout out to Elisa, Ebony Thornton, Brittany, Thug Yoda. <laughs> Shout out to Gertie. Hey, Gertie. Shout out to Taylor Marshall, Ashunda Blackman, Davida Pitts, Harlita Blanco, Kimberly L. Cooper, Laura Barouche, Mercyline Ndeti. Shout out to Makiba Malik, Felicia De Rosa, Jack Brooks, James Stewart. Shout out to Lance Smith, Martina Robin, Arifa Awadala. Hummingbird Larika. That gotta be my boo Larika. Hey, thank you for being a patron. Bye. Shout out to Oh, that's everyone. Thank you so so much. I appreciate y'all. Again, I feel like I had a little uptick in patrons because the the uh book club that we're doing. So and whenever you hear this, if it's between that when this episode comes out in January. You can come on in to be a patron at the Juju Bay level and you can be a part of the book club. But anywho, either way, if that's not why you joined, thank you so much to my patrons. Thank you so much for pouring into me. Thank you so much for um, just valuing this work. Uh, I feel, again, really speechless and also very emotional about my patrons right now because y'all are just really allowing me to like just continue this and like take care of myself um in a way that I have not been able to take care of myself and also take care of other people in a way I haven't so all of your patronage and your donations they really go to um of course like myself and and the work and and paying people to just put out you know, more content and be a part of like taking care of the show and editors and things. But it also goes to like other organizations, other people who are doing really good work, other people who want us free, other spirit workers. 
Um, like I sign up for other people's Patreon, but I also donate a lot. So like I couldn't do that without my patrons. So y'all, it comes to me and I do the work and I'm just cycling it in our community. So I'm just, I'm just really honored to uh, hold that space. Whew, I'm getting so emo. Like I feel like I could shout because y'all really, sh- I don't know. So thank you. <laughs> um, I am sharing the energy of abundance so deeply with you, you know, as you share it with me. Um, I'm sharing that you are able to have the, whether it's material or whatever resources that you need to create through your passion, to create through your gifts, to do your work, whatever that may look like. You know, I'm speaking those blessings over you as you have shared it with me. I'm sharing it back to you tenfold. So for all the names that I've said and that I've said in the past um, who um, love this work and care for me, I'm sending you that energy. So thank you so much. I know I don't take this shit lightly. (laughs) So really, uh, I love y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So shout out to Chameleon. I know she told me I didn't need to shout her out again, but she wanted to tell me how to pronounce her name. And so hi, Chameleon. I just want to shout you out again. Thank you. And of course, big shout out to those of you who hit me up on the cash app for a more non-committal way to donate to the show at dollar sign I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E or on my PayPal at the Jujubay, T-H-E-J-U-J-U-B-A-E at gmail.com. Big shout outs to those of you who have donated in that way. I say a little prayer for you each time. So thank you. And if you are interested in the non-monetary ways to donate to the show, which are just as important, shout me out. Tag ALJ pod, tag Jujubay on social media, put people on to the show, tell them what this podcast is and what it's about. Comment, subscribe so that I pop up when a new episode comes out so you already are hip and you know. Just let people know about the show. You can rate five stars on Apple or whatever platform that you are using and just help me spread the good juju gospel. I appreciate everyone who always tags and tells me they're listening and puts people onto the show. I deeply, deeply appreciate that as well. All that information will be in the show notes. So now let's get back into the show. All you need is a little juju. Y'all, I'm so excited today because I have a new friend of mine, actually, and um, named Coco Alexa, who is here. And I'm really happy because this is actually my first guest from Baltimore, which is like, what? <laughs> like, I'm not interviewed nobody from Baltimore, but I actually met Coco pretty recently uh, when I moved back home. Um, and she's a spirit worker here. We'll definitely get into that. But I mean, she was just so like open and loving and just willing to like, just catch me up a little bit on like what's happening here, what it's like to be a spirit worker here. So I'm really excited to, you know, present her to y'all and for y'all to get to know Coco and just somebody from my city who I'm so proud of and um, who I'm happy to work alongside. So, hey, Coco, thanks for coming. Hey, I'm excited. I'm, I'm so excited to do this with you. Thank you. So let's just get right into the interview. So, you know, who are you? How do you identify yourself and spiritually as well? So my name is Coco Alexa. I'm from Baltimore, born and raised. Um, (laughs) West Side. Period. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am a conjure woman, tarot reader, psychic medium. Um, and yeah, 
aka Tower Reading Queen. Um, hashtag Coco B. Knowing. So, yeah, <laughs> in a nutshell, really. And um, let me throw this in. I always kind of forget about my past life. Um, I am a massage therapist as well by trade. So, yeah. Gas massage. Yeah. Um, so you said you're a tarot reader, conjure woman. You know, where did you start? Like, were you raised that way? Sort of how did you start your spiritual journey? How did you get to where you are now? Um, so I guess you could say that I was kind of raised that way because my mom, um, not too heavily practiced, but she was always into angels and getting really familiar with angels, um, crystals and their healing abilities. Um, and like she got her first tarot deck and I was just so like, Ooh, wow. Like, okay. Um, and I think I was about 13 when I got my first tarot deck and I've been doing tarot ever since. Um, for a while I had to keep it kind of like on the download because a lot of times I would get kind of ridiculed, um, for reading tarot and like, you know, messing with the cards and, predicting shit and all that kind of stuff can oh wait can we cuss we can cuss girl yes okay Okay. i was like wait a minute yeah we can cuss i know your podcast i've heard it before um but yeah um for a long time i didn't really tell anybody um i remember i think i was talking like showing my cousin i was like you know look what i could do and she was like you shouldn't do that you know you're going to hell so that whole that whole thing um but that's where i started and I think it took it took me years to be able to be like, okay, I wanna I wanna do this public publicly. It wasn't until like my best friend told me like, you need to do this for other people. Like you're amazing. Like this is incredible that you could do that. Um, and that was probably about five years ago now. Oh wow! So you said that you always sort of grew up in like a spiritual household, but did you grow up Christian at all? Or was it just like open? Like kind of what was it like? Um, I mean, I come from a traditionally, like, Christian black family, but I did not go to church. Like, my mom didn't go to church. Um, she, she used to talk about how much she didn't like church. (laughs) She doesn't like being preached to and, like, all those things. So that's, but then I also had, like, my father's side, who's very Catholic. Um, and then when I did go to church, it was always with my aunt. Um, but it wasn't often at all. Um, I only I don't even really know too many like Bible stories and things like that. Like I wasn't really raised in like deeply in religion and that wasn't too much of a um big part of my life. So I think it I think because of that it kind of made me a little bit more open and a little bit more curious to what was out there because at one point I felt like I needed to have a religion because I didn't have one. Like, I felt like, well, like telling people, especially being black, telling somebody, oh, I don't go to church, which is like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. you're going to hell, like automatically. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I don't I don't believe in that. I don't believe that that exists. So how am I going to go somewhere that I don't believe in? <laughs> like, OK. And no one could answer that, though. Like, no one could answer that question. Like, how can I go somewhere I don't believe in? That would be kind of where the conversation would stop. Interesting. So, yeah. So hmm. no one. Yeah. So that's really interesting. So 
even you identifying as a medium, sort of when did you sort of find that identity? Like, have you always felt a connection to spirit? You know, do you see, do you hear, you know, how have you interacted um, with spirit, especially as a young person and also growing up in a household that was sort of open for you to explore spiritually? Um, so I didn't realize that I was a medium until like maybe two or two years ago. And I didn't even really realize what I was doing. I thought that me talking to spirits was something that everybody could do. Like, I didn't know that like, oh no, you can just do that. Like not every, I thought every tarot reader was a medium. Like I thought it went hand in hand until mm-hmm. I had a conversation um, with a tarot reader friend of mine. And I was like, um, so I think like I got possessed once has that ever happened to you like and she was like (laughs) um no and I was just like oh okay well I think I be hearing like voices and sometimes but I don't think it's it's different did that be happening to you and no that doesn't happen to me and I'm just like oh okay so at first I was kind of scared of it because I didn't know like I don't have a, I don't have like an elder or somebody like teaching me all these things. So all of this stuff was things that I learned. Um, I realized that I had the gift of hearing and um, the gift of sight, but my hearing is so much stronger than my sight. That's my my sight is something that I constantly have to develop and keep up. Hearing I could just like hear automatically, um, but even with being able to see like. I think it wasn't until I like really opened up that door and like really got grounded and meditated and did all of the things to like really develop my gifts before I realized like, oh shit, it's lit. I'm over here. <laughs> okay. Like this is real. But I think as a mm. child, like I think I've always been really sensitive to energy. Um, but I think that I wasn't, I guess I wasn't all the way connected as I am now, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel similarly as well when I was a child too. And I love what you said about, you know, having to develop certain gifts because I think sometimes people just think like, oh, you're psychic, so you can see, you can hear, you can do all these things. And it's like, I mean, you could have a little bit of that gift within yourself, but it takes time. It takes practice. It takes research. It takes meditation. It takes developing. So it's not like too far off for anybody to fully tap into. You just have to give yourself the time and space to be able to develop it. It doesn't always just come so just naturally and quickly for everyone. And some people see better than they hear. Some people hear better than they see. Some people feel better than they see. Mm -hmm. Some people, you know, it's just, it depends on who you are. So I appreciate you saying that because I think a lot of people are, as they're trying to figure out their own gifts, thinking that they should have them all together and they they can do everything. And it might not show up like that. Um, I, I definitely agree with you. And I think I was disappointed in that. Like, oh shit, I gotta practice this too? Like, I'll be like, well, that's not the fuck out of it, you know? But, um, but I realized when I did that how much more powerful I was um, and where my gifts would actually take me because I'm like, oh, okay. Like, when I say it's lit, it's lit. Okay. Like, now mm-hmm. I understand. Um, right. Even with times like this or this time of, um, kind of solitude and stillness I feel like my gifts are even more like amped up 
Girl, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like on one. Girl. I'm tired. Tired. <laughs> like, Spirit, are we done yet? Like, are we through? No. Okay. There's more. Okay. Just Always more. Always, Always more. more. <laughs> <sighs> so, um, going back to uh, tarot and everything, um, you said you got your first tarot deck. You said your mother gave you your first tarot deck as a teen? Yeah. I, um, I was in Barnes & Noble with my mom and I saw like the only tarot deck. I don't know. It was just kind of random. It was like this random on a, on a random shelf in a random section of the store. And I was like, Ooh, I want this. And she bought it for me. And, and just from there. Yep. Just from, yep. Just from there. Wow. Just from there. See, I've always had hmm. one. Those are the subtle moments that I think that spirit works that when you get called to this work, it's like it don't necessarily be all deep or it's something like wild that happens sometimes, but it's just the subtleties like, oh, I'm in Barnes and Noble. Oh, I see a tarot deck. What's that? Can you give me that? And you get it. And now you hashtag Coco be knowing because y'all right. Coco be reading these tarot, y'all like Coco be on live reading people down just from pulling some cards on Instagram like she can read. OK, so it's just been. Like, it's just, that, that's just such an amazing story. Um, and so I guess, how have you found the connection to tarot? Because I'm not a tarot reader. Like, that's something that I got to go to the book for, <laughs> for everything. Because I don't know much about the arcanas and everything. Um, so, like, how did you teach yourself that practice? You know, how did you find out and understand the meanings? Because a lot of people ask me about tarot. And I'm like, I'm not your girl. So this is for y'all. You know, how did you teach yourself that? And what tips would you have? Um, I stopped looking in the book, and I stopped. Mm. I stopped looking up on the online and the websites, and I stopped doing that. Like, because I realized that I was handicapping myself and using it as a as a crutch instead of using it like, all right, you know this. Like, it's an intuitive tool, so intuitively read it. Like, don't get so hung up on um the 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 basic interpretations all of the cards are meant for interpretation so once I understood that I said okay cool and I just started to write what I saw like and when I went back to read like it just made sense and then when I I would kind of check myself by then going and looking at the book so I would look in the book after I did the reading to see if it would correlate or connect and it did and I was like damn I just did that off top so when I once I kind of had that practice down I then went out and I I don't like walking and like riding a bus and like just being in the city I realized how many situations look like tarot cards how many pieces mm. of art how many how much music or poetry or um photos people couples pe like just situations I then paired those to tarot cards and that's how I teach so when I'm teaching tarot and that's why my my class is called align your life with tarot because I want people to look at the cards and, and realize that you know the energy of these situations like you've been in the situations you know what it feels like you know what it looks like so just take those images and take those experiences and apply, and apply them to the cards. Um, 
I remember I was like in, I think I was in Mount Vernon. Yeah, I was in Mount Vernon. I had just came from the museum and I sat down and um, was like watching this like fountain. It's a fountain with this like little girl and she's like, I think a dancer or something like that. And she's like holding a cup and the cup is over runneth with water. And I was like, well, if that ain't the ace of cups, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel abundant as hell. I feel cleansed just watching this. Yes, ace of cups. Come on, little girl statue. Like, and when I saw that, it just clicked. I was like, yo, it's all around us. It's all around us. Like, right. That's why even with, um, different decks. I appreciate different decks. I appreciate people using different imagery because then that's their interpretation of the cards. And I think that that's so beautiful. Like you can do the same thing. So that's how I teach Mm -hmm. it. That's how I learn. Um, And it just continues to make sense. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, like, yes, it's, yes, it's good to know the foundation of it and know the, um, the interpretations of the cards, but intuitively is where you get the max information. Like when you just allow that information to kind of pour into you instead of being nervous and asking yourself, is this the right thing? But sometimes when I do readings, I'm like, this don't really necessarily make sense with the cards, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. And it'd be spot on every time. So I stopped second guessing myself too. Like I'm not going to second guess Ooh. myself. I'm a vessel. Mm. That part. (laughs) The part. First of all, you just said so many things like the second guessing will mess a reading up. You know, when you second guess your gifts and intuitively what you know. And it'd be like, well, I I don't think the hermit mean that. But, well, I mean, the hermit's pretty clear. But, you know, just whatever card. Mm -hmm. And you just say, I don't think it mean that. But according to the book, but this is how I feel for this person. So -hmm. that's so true. And just intuitively reading. And then I love that you said finding the energy and seeing the energy just where you are in your environment, in your society, in your city. Like, you can see the you can see the lover's energy out. You know what that means. You know what that mm-hmm. looks like. So mm-hmm. draw on that. Like that is such a beautiful, like I just love that you said that. Um, so speaking of the city, you know, you know, you are from Baltimore. We said that already, West Side Certified. So I'm curious, what is it like and what has it been like um, being a, a, a medium, practicing, um, doing conjure work in Baltimore? Um, for those who don't know, I have guests everywhere i mean maybe you could just give us some something about the energy of baltimore because everybody does not know and then how that has impacted you and your work doing work here um with people from here too um <sighs> baltimore my city it's it's really no place like it i swear to god it's no place like it um and i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be straight up I think because this city is so low vibrational, um, it takes it takes a lot of protection. Um, it takes a lot of work to maintain your high vibration um, because it's heavy here. There's so much death here. There's so much corruption. There's so many things that happen that it's kind of hard sometimes to just be, you know, to just be like, oh, I feel really, really good today. 
it'll be times where I feel amazing in the morning. And I remember when things were open, I would go pick my daughter up from school and I would still be feeling really good. But by the time I ride the bus, exchange all of the energy, pick her up, walk, do it all over again to get back home, I would be completely drained. Like, man. Because it's just so hard to see. It's it's hard to see the the decay, I guess, of this city. And then all of mm. the souls. Like, <laughs> all of the lost Ooh. souls, all of the just people. You're just like, oh, man. Like, you don't even realize that you, you did. you just walking around, mm. you know. Um, but I say all that to say um, there are a lot of people who are high vibrational and there are a lot of people who are doing very high, high vibrational work to like lift the vibration. And I think that that um, I think we do a really good job in our community of counteracting that. It's almost kind of like we know the healing that we need and we try to provide it and create spaces so that we can do so. I can't tell you how many times over the years um, spaces have been created and for whatever reason they might be dismantled, but you best believe we're gonna try again and we're gonna keep going and we're gonna keep going. And, um, just try to like raise that vibration and try to be um, be the community that heals in a very real way. Um, I've worked with so many amazing spiritual workers here um so many light workers that are just so open and they just want to help and they want to heal and they do it with such a good intention i mean it's it's really hard to miss um and it's beautiful it's beautiful because you're just like okay cool so baltimore isn't just this crazy wild city <laughs> that that right. is you know homicides and murder and drugs and you know, it's, it isn't just that. It, it's not. It's the city. Because I'm like, yes, it can be really hard and can be difficult, but there is a lot of beauty in this city. And it's a lot of realness. And it's a lot of rawness. If you want to know about yourself, stay here for a couple of months and then go ask somebody who you are. And they're going to tell you straight up with a very real answer. I don't know too many people yeah. um, from here um, that will bullshit with you. Like, I really don't. I tell people all the time, I'm like, this. if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. And I believe that in my heart. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere in the world, whatever city, whatever county, whatever country. Because it just you just built different when you're from here. And you've experienced some of the things here. Um, it's just raw. Like, it's mm-hmm. just raw. Um, it and I know there's a That's lot awful. of things like that. Yeah, and I, I know it's a lot of cities like that, but Baltimore is something different. It's, it's something different here, boy. I mean, where you where you can like be in the middle of the hood and see horses, niggas, black people <laughs> riding horses in the middle of the projects. That's something special. Like I say. <laughs> That's and it's crazy because when I see that to me it's so powerful. Cause I'm like, God damn it, you is riding on that motherfucking horse. Like you is riding on it, ain't you? Like no cat in the world. Dragging. Dragging. Straight dragging on them. Like Like, where are you going? 
You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm so glad that you said. First of all, yes, if you if you can make it here, you can definitely make it anywhere. I believe that in my heart as well. Um, yes, to if you want to know who you are, you could just ask somebody. They go keep it real with you, a hundred percent. You're not gonna get no bullshit. Um, and also that there is a lot of beauty here amidst the chaos. There are so many powerful spirit workers, artists, mm. poets. I mean, the art scene here is wild. There's so much beauty and gems and healing that's happening here. So thank you for saying that too, because I know a lot of people just think Baltimore and think the wire still in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's so much, there's so many gems here, um, you included. So thank you for that. I'm wondering... Um, what do you think Baltimore, but also we can expand it to cities in general, um, need spiritually, like from their spirit workers, especially, um, at this time when we think about, um, deaths, you know, mass deaths, when we think about, you know, police violence, um, and just violence within our own communities. What, what do you feel like the responsibility of spiritualists, spirit workers, readers, etc., is during this time for Baltimore, but also this, just cities at large? Um, you have to be willing to heal your community. Like, you, you have to be open enough without judgment to heal your community. And that's with anybody. Um, whether it's old people, children, like, young people, um, you have to be open for everybody to get healing and not just assume. Because um, sometimes I think early on, I I would assume that, you know, the drug addict don't want to be, they don't want to be healed. But they'll come to an event and expect to be healed. And that's just as important. And I think sometimes when we think about healing um, in, a lot of, uh, in a lot of communities, we only think it's supposed to be one way. But that's not that is not going to be it. Like you can't be like, oh yeah, we're offering yoga, but then close the door to somebody who may not look like they do yoga. Like mm-hmm. that's not it, you know. Um, a lot of energy work. So my Reiki healers, like that, you don't have to touch nobody. Like just even just putting that energy into that Reiki energy into. Um, the communities and doing um, Reiki circles. I've done things like that. And that that has been really, really good. Um, But I think even just introducing people to Reiki, like introducing people to those things, introducing people to those practices. Because even with tarot, I make sure that when I'm in my community, everybody can get a tarot reading. Like if I'm going to an event and I know it's going to be us there, well, I want to make sure everybody can get in. Um, Doing things like uh, ancestral work, ancestral ceremonies, doing things like that for healing because our people don't have that. Um, even grounding techniques because even for pe- people with PTSD, which most of the time when you are from a city, especially a city that um, uh, is impoverished, those grounding things and those healing healing works, working through PTSD and shootings and all of that shit, you gotta be open to being being. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, like, because it's just it's so much that needs to be done. Right, 
It is. It is. Um, and then I'm thinking too, like our protections, like what what, yes. what does it look like to protect the city? What does it look like to protect our friends? What does it look like to live somewhere where you you know, your people are dying yes. at alarming rates? Like alarming. <sighs> It's one, and that's it's it's so. It's honestly hard for me to think about because I want I want to help everybody. Like I, I remember, I think this was maybe two years ago. I was like, I'm going to put salt. I'm gonna get a big old thing of salt from um from Sam's Club, and I'm gonna put salt around my whole community, and we just gonna be in here, and. One of my friends was like, don't do that. And I was just like, why? I just want to protect all of us. I just, I, I want everybody to be protected. And they were like, yeah, but like, what if you just shut in all of the bad shit inside? And I was just like, oh, damn. I didn't think about that. I was like, well, can I just, can I just like, can I put like a little barrier? So I'm like, don't put no barrier. Just, just pray. And you just put your little salt around your house. Like, Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. <laughs> so, but yes, protection, protection for for sure. I'm protection that like I'm a firm, mm. firm believer. Carry your crystals. Make a talisman. Man, I remember one day I was sitting on the bus and I was like, I don't. This don't feel right. And I sure did pull out my little selenite wand. And my daughter was laying right next to me. She was asleep on the bus and I'm like, mm I'm putting we we good. I don't know about none of y'all, but me and my baby is good. Right. And I did sit on that bus and, and wave my little selenite wand around us and create a little bubble. But you definitely have to have protection for sure. hmm I've been thinking about um I have so many high john roots um in my house and I'm like, I feel like I need to like give these away and I don't know what that looks like. Do I go outside and hand them to niggas? Like, do I hand them to the, like, I don't know, but it's just like such an energy of just wanting to protect. And I get the whole thing of like, I just want to help everybody here. Like, I just want to, uh, cause it's so much to do. It's just so much. And it can feel overwhelming sometimes like, damn, am I doing enough? Am I not? Do I have enough things? Are people open to it? Are they closed off? And I think, after we did that event um, at Lexington Market, and for those who don't know, it's a very old historic market in Baltimore that was like built in the 1700s. Um, and now it's black. It's pretty much exclusively black. Um, lots of different foods and stuff there um, and produce. Well, now, but the- now it's actually being torn down and gentrified. Okay, so yeah, that, okay. So it was all these things. Um <laughs> And there's also a lot of activity of drugs, um, drug addiction. There's a lot of drugs that happens in, in Lexington Market. But yes, now it is in the process of being gentrified. So it won't be that very soon. Um, and we can't go outside anyway. So probably by the time we can go outside, it'll be it'll a be whole right. new. Um, and it's devastating. It's it is devastating. Extremely. It's, it's devastating. Um Oh, but but Coco and I did a class there about hoodoo, conjure, um, and one of the big things that we talked about before we did it, like when we were planning was like, we want this to be for not people that we typically might talk to or people who are like, oh yeah, I practice, but like, we want this to be for the people that hang out at Lexington Market. Like, we want this to be for the people who might not 
fully know what Reiki is or who to conjure, but know what we're talking about when we give examples of, okay, but you you know eating collard greens on New Year's. Like, you know that. You know Black Eyed Peas. And so I love what you said about making sure that things are open to our people, um, regardless of who they what they look like, who they look like, or assuming that people don't know what you're doing or that they don't aren't won't try to know. Because that event, people was coming up like, okay, so I'm gonna make a mojo bag. What I put in there, can you do this? Can you do that? It was wonderful. Like it was amazing. It, it was, was so, amazing. so amazing. It was beautiful to see people be like, oh, like just have that aha moment and be into it, like completely, completely into it and not be scared, not be shook. It really is in, all in the way that you explain it to somebody um, and just kind of getting them to realize that we've been doing this. We do this on a daily, yearly, with with our families, by ourselves. It's just doing it in a very intentional way. Right. And I think, I think in doing that, like you said, because my ex, one of the most hoodest niggas I know, he know, ask him about a crystal, he will know it off top. Like, <laughs> I think, you know, going back to that, like, not assuming that people don't want this information. Um, especially now, I find that we are at this turning point where people are looking for an alternative way to heal themselves, heal their yes. families, protect themselves, connect with connect with spirit in a different way. Um, even, if, even if they are religious, just kind of saying, like, I need a little bit more, though. Like... Um, it's, it's kind of beautiful to, to see that. I remember I went to Philly and um, it seemed like everywhere I went, every black person that I looked at had a crystal around their neck. And mm. I was like, oh, let me find out Philly. Philly wants some shit. Okay. Right. <laughs> you know, but it was just, it was just so cool. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was just really cool. Right. Um, so my next question is kind of similar. I remember one time we were having a conversation and you were telling me, I think it was mugwort, um, that you were saying was grown locally here. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I talk about a lot is like going outside and seeing what plants is around you and how you can use them. I'm just curious of what has your, you know, as a conjure person and somebody who works with roots and herbs, you know, sort of what have you, what has been the lay of the land a little bit with Baltimore? Um, and how do you think that we could be using these as a way to heal um, each other in the city? And what have you come across that's grown locally as well? Um, definitely mugwort, definitely like dandelion. I find that like a lot of weeds, <laughs> a lot of things yep. that people um people think yep. are weeds um that are not. I mean, they are weeds, but you can still use them. They're still herbs. Um, you can definitely still use them. But Joy Hill Park is like lush, like lush with um all kinds of stuff. It's all kinds of stuff. I don't even remember off top. But I know it's a lot of mugwort. It's a lot of mugwort. You can probably make a few sticks of um, mugwort. But Joy Hill. And how do you use mugwort? Just for people who don't know. Um, you can burn it. You can use it as a um. You can use it as a cleanser to just burn it. Um, alternatively to uh sage. That's the way that I use it the most. Right. Um, mugwort definitely use a lot for protection stuff. So it makes sense, like in a city of Baltimore, that we need to protect ourselves just in general from a lot of the energies here, that mugwort would be a surplus. <laughs> there would be a surplus of mugwort. 
Mm-hmm. Sorry, I might have cut you off. Were you saying something about Drew Hill? Oh, no. I was just saying that Drew Hill, um, to me, is like the most accessible to get to, like the easiest to get to. Um, I know that Patapsico is a really big um, it's a really big big park, but I love going there for the water. Um, they have it's like a running it's a running river pretty much um, or stream um, in Patapsico Park that I find to be so healing when it's like all right so it's like all right you gotta go to the water that's where I go. Um, there's also like a horseshoe waterfall too that's close to Joy Hill. It's kind of like very hidden, um, but water for me is very very healing and because it's rushing and like moving water i can't i can't hear that i'm the the hustle and the bustle of the city so um it's a very very healing Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. i also want to uplift that mugwort is good for uh psychic visions dreams etc people are curious which i also think is interesting that it's on this land as much as it is um, and then just to uplift the part about water, like there's so much water here. <laughs> there's so yeah, much water here. Like water here. So if you are here or close to here, like it's a good place to do some cleansing work and like use the water, use the things that you're around mm-hmm. to facilitate your healing, facilitate your spiritual work. Because if you in Baltimore, ain't no reason that you're not going out to the water to get some peace when you need to, because what's yeah. there for us. Yeah. Um. Okay, so to transition a little bit, um, I know that you have a baby. You also just mentioned that you have a daughter. So I'm curious, you know, how does your daughter understand the work that you do? Like, do you tell her? Does she know what's going on? Does she familiar with the altar? And then I'm curious of how important do you think it is for you um, to bring your child into spiritual work? Um. So... My daughter knows what I'm doing. Um, I when I first kind of started getting into hoodie and like um, spell work and things like that, like she was very familiar with me pulling cards and things like that. She was used to it. Didn't really know what I was doing, but she's like, oh, "Okay, mommy pulls cards." But um, when I started getting into hoodie, I kind of you know would keep when I when I did spell work and thing like things like that, I would kind of keep it from her. Um, but one day she came downstairs and she said, mommy, um, what you doing? And I was just like, um, I'm just doing some, some candle work right, right now. And she was like, she was like, oh, okay. You want me to show you how to do it? And I said, um, squeeze me. <laughs> uh, what was that? And she was like, I'm going to show you how to do it. Okay. And I was just like, okay. And I think at the time she was 10 now, I think she was seven. Um, so here my seven year old daughter is telling me how to do this candle magic and i'm just like okay and i mean like step by step wow. by step like wow what to do with the incense from which herbs to use what to do with the candle wax um wh- how to how to uh set my intentions and pray over it um even what to say like she told me step by step by step and then um when when we were done I was like how did you know that how did you know what to do she was like oh I don't know and then like ran off (laughs) and I was just like okay I don't know what just happened but okay 
Um, wow. So I realized I was like, all right, I'm not. Let me let me teach her about these things. Um, she was matter of fact the one that told me that because um, at the time before I before I built my ancestor my ancestor altar I only had my um my little cousin's obituary um sitting on my bookcase which was when I think about it, it was like a little mini altar um because I always have like a little candle there for him but I just set his obituary up there um but for whatever reason it kept falling right so I then I just I was like oh I'm gonna just sit it down I'm gonna sit on the table so my daughter comes to me and she has my cousin's obituary and she says um mommy Jordan said that he wants to be back up and I was just like um oh okay <laughs> I was like okay well I just gotta put this right up here um wow. and then kind of her saying that made me think like all right maybe I need to do more for my other ancestors too um and then yeah so my daughter is very special she is gifted um I'm letting her discover what her own gifts are um when I accepted that I was psychic um I told her I told her I tell her often that she is also psychic and she's going to be very powerful one day um and I tell her that because I don't ever want her to question it I don't want her to ever have to figure it out like I did and I don't want her to be afraid I don't want her to be afraid of her gifts. I don't want her to be afraid of knowing. Um, so I tell her and she knows what to do with the altar. She goes to the altar on her own sometimes. Um, she says, mommy, I just want to sit at the altar. And I'm like, okay, when it's when I'm leaving offerings, she will leave offerings as well. Um, she'll talk to our ancestors. Um, so she's, the way that she views death, the way that I taught her, um, because she talks about it often. I remember one day we were on the bus and we were driving by this old ass cemetery and she was like, mommy, um, I want to go to the cemetery and you come in with me. I was like, um, no, I'm not. No, we not. <laughs> I don't want to go to no cemetery. And, um, I remember we had, we had a very interesting, um, conversation that day because I said, um, I don't want to see no ghosts. And she said, mommy, you can't see ghosts, they're invisible. And I said, well, I can see ghosts and they look like faded pictures to me. And um, she was like, oh, okay. She said, well, she said, well, that, that actually makes sense to me. And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense to me too. Um, but she's, she's very special. She's very, very special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm curious of what your advice would be to moms, but I guess parents in general who are not quite sure how to introduce their child, but they want to, but they, you know, might be working through their own stuff. Like just any tips that you might have for people who have children, who they might see gifts in or that they want to cultivate those gifts in, but don't know how. Um, One thing that I found is that children listen to children because I find that they know a little bit more about the spirit world than we do. Okay. Um, I mean, when you really just listen to what they have to say, even if it sounds silly, it's just like yesterday, my daughter asked me, um, mommy, what's a crucifix? And what, no, what she, what she said was, mommy, why was Jesus stuck to the cross? (laughs) (laughs) 
he wasn't stuck to the cross, baby. He wasn't stuck to the cross. So I called my homegirl to, to ask her if she could tell her the, um, the story um, of, of Jesus' resurrection and, you know, all the things. And she was just like, oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense to me. So I just, I, I think being open, being honest, and listening to your children. Like, you listen to them. Like, when they're telling you something, when they say, oh, I feel, I feel auntie, or if I, I talk to grandma, or like, listen to them, because they're probably telling you the truth. They're probably being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that it's very important to pass, pass the knowledge that we're learning now that has been lost, that is still lost, that we're still figuring out, pass it down so that they don't have to Google and read this book and read this and do all of this like yes they'll still have to do all of those things but like if you're figuring all this stuff out now and you realize how much information is not there <laughs> like right do do your children you know uh a service of just giving them that information and teaching them those things already teach them how to meditate so that when it is time for them to like come, especially if you if you are gifted yourself and you know that your children are gifted, teach them how to meditate now so that when they need to do it later on for their gifts, to develop their gifts, it's just an easy practice. Like that's one thing that I realized. I'm like, nah, I need to teach my child how to meditate. I need to talk to her about honing her gifts and understanding it so she's not scared. Like the way that, the way that um the media portrays um psychics and and um brujeria and and voodoo and hoodoo and um all the other atrs right like it's scary it's so scary like yeah i'm like um i'm gonna teach my child that it's not scary like to practice <laughs> things, but like it doesn't need to be scary like it doesn't it doesn't have to be scary um, to let her know that it's very real and we don't play around and this shit is not for play play. Like, mm-hmm. you know, te- teaching them that. Um, because it's so lost. There's so yeah. there's so much lost. Um, and, you know, we're adults now. I feel like, I feel like we have to. I feel like it's a part of our job to pass down these practices so that it can continue. Um, I just found a long lost cousin who is a healer like me and we're so much alike. And I'm like, oh my God, I thought I was the only one in my family. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it's so, I realized how important it is. I can't imagine like what we could do together, even with me and my daughter. I can't imagine right. what we could be able to do when we, when she gets older and she's fully formed in her gifts. Um, so I think it's so important to teach them so they don't have to go seek and find this information or get caught up in some bullshit because I'm seeing that a lot here too lately. Shit with the white girl who was doing her little, um, honey, child. <laughs> I was just like, see, that's what happened when you don't do research and you yep. start fucking with shit you shouldn't be fucking with. Yep. Like, Give your children the information, the do's and the don'ts, and that this is how we do this. Especially if they are like 13, 14, 15, 16, they start getting to that teenage, those teenager years. Where I know when I was a teenager, like if somebody would have told me I could do this little spell so I could make some money, or I could do this and do that, like, come on. Don't right. allow 
a teacher, if you know better, teach your children so that they not making mistakes and fucking with shit that they shouldn't be fucking with. Um, messing with deities and things like that. Tell them the stories. Like, um, just just tell them. And even the journal that I just finished, Spirit told me that it's a spell book that I have to give to my daughter that needs Aww. to be passed from generation to generation. And I was just like, well, alrighty, here we go. Like, it's, it's great. It's, it's really great. And I'm just kind of like, you know, I can't imagine with our generation doing a lot of this work and like it being like revived in, in such a beautiful way. Like how much are we going to be able to accomplish because now our children are going to have this information and, you know, yes. hopefully they'll pass it down. And because, and I, I feel like um, once my daughter becomes an adult and, and she's just like, Oh, you know, she sees her childhood and be like, okay, this is why my mom did this. But remembering, like, well, when my mother did this, this is what she did, and then this was the outcome. So, like, knowing that the shit works. Yeah. Like, not having yeah. to question whether it works. Because when mm-hmm. I learned this stuff, I ain't going to sit here and lie. I wasn't sure if my spells was going to work until they started up working. And I was just like, oh, shit, this is real. I can't yeah. tell you how many times I'm like, ooh, this real. This is real. So it's like, <laughs> teach, because it is that doubt. Like, I'm not about to sit here and lie and act like I ain't had no doubt. Like, girl, it was, there was doubt there because I never seen it. I never seen it before. So um, for my daughter, for her to have seen this stuff, for her to experience it, I mean, you if you could talk to some of my friends who have seen my daughter, um, like, spirit speak through my daughter straight for like a good 15 minutes and then her walk over walk away and be like what did you say she ain't I ain't say nothing not even remember what she didn't wow. say only a few seconds ago so it's stuff like that where I'm like man y'all better listen to y'all babies they are super close to the spirit realm how can you not yeah. like yeah all this yeah old elders and babies and mm-hmm. children like mm-hmm. we have to listen to them also sorry y'all might hear the um ice cream man outside because he right there it's kind of loud but um yeah it's it's and i love what you said about like oh shoot this is real like i need to share this like i need to pass this stuff down i think there's so many moments of doubt that come up when we do this work and it's like is this about to work am i just playing and then when shit really turn around you like oh no this is some i'm doing some work like i have to we have to continue this we have to pass it down we have to tell our kids these are the tools that we've been given from our ancestors to like it's a we have a responsibility to do that so thank you for all of that um you talked a little bit about like just a lot being lost and then having to uncover that so that you can share it with your child and i'm wondering how did you go about the process of uncovering stuff that is not always googleable or that's not always um something that your grandma gonna tell you sometimes it is but like how have you gotten the information um to be able to even share and feel confident in your abilities when it's not always something to easily research um spirit and my ancestors when i don't know when i don't know something i just ask them and i wait and I either, if they be like, okay, we'll go to the grocery store. All right, well, we going to the grocery store. And I get whatever they tell me to get. <laughs> like, I don't, mm-hmm. at this point, I don't question it. Um, I don't, 
I just I just trust it and the shit works. <laughs> it works every time. So um, I'm like, well, and I write it down. I, I surely do. Because at, at first I wasn't writing this stuff down. I just would do it. But um, Spirit told me, like, no, write this down. Like, write it down. Um, so, yeah. I, even today, matter of fact, when I was out um, this, this morning, um, I was at Dollar Tree. Story time. I was at Dollar Tree. And I turned the corner into the book section. And I was just, like, looking at the books. Because I was like, wow, there's a lot of books in Dollar Tree. They all for a dollar. Check that out. Um, so I was picking up this one book, and it was like this Indian, um, Indian cookbook, and I was just like, mm, I like Indian food, but I don't know. And then Spirit was just like, get it, and I was just like, mm, I don't know. Today, I was like, my number is two twenty two today, Spirit. So if I don't see that Spirit, I don't know. So. <laughs> So I put the book down and Spirit was just like, you need to get one of these cookbooks. So choose one and you're going to get it. And I was just like, all right. So I'm like looking at the cookbooks and I was like, ooh, what's this one? So I pick it up and then my homegirl texted me and she was like, 222. And I look at the time and I was like, it's 222. Oh, hell, I got to get of this book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, here I go. Let me get this yep. book. Um, so it really be simple shit like that. Um, and I just, I just... I do what I'm told. I love how you said um, it'd be simple shit. Like, it'd be simple shit. Like, what time somebody texts you or seeing a little sign or symbol. Because I think sometimes people think it's supposed to be flashing lights. This is spirit talking. Like, this is like, and it's going to be fireworks going off. And it's really about paying attention to the simple ass shit like numbers like signs like what's going on like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you study in the tarot and, and seeing the ace of cups and you know in mount vernon you know it's mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. like i just think that's such an important thing to say and then just for me to highlight because i think a lot of people like i don't have gifts i don't see anything my ancestors don't talk to me um i don't see i don't hear anything from spirits and it's like i bet you do but you think it's supposed to look like fireworks and it might just be you need to pay more attention to your everyday life and experiences and pulling the messages from there. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if people come to you sort of with that idea about connection to spirit. They do. They think that it's going to like when people think like, um, oh, my ancestors, I think my ancestors coming to me or spirit coming to me. I think that they think that they're going to see like a ghost like entity or like yeah. um sort of like you're gonna hear ah, and like <laughs> the gates of heaven are gonna open up and like and it really is is one um spirit is as as ex as expansive as spirit can be they give you the most palpable sign like that's that's one thing that I realized. Like, unless unless you are on a completely different path, you ain't supposed to be on. You need to get smacked. But <laughs> <laughs> which will happen as well? Which will happen? Like sometimes, like some people be asking for these big dramatic signs, and really, the big dramatic signs is your whole life being flipped upside down. And yeah. then when people, instead of people taking that as a sign, they're like, oh my God, what, I must be doing something wrong. I must be 
or something must be da 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 da. Like they try to to go around and just like maybe this is your sign, maybe that maybe that's the sign. Um, sometimes when I when people are like, well, how do I know? How do I know? I tell them I'm like, well, just ask for a specific sign. Ask for something small, like, well, you know, if if this is so and so, then play me your favorite song, like. It's, some, it's things like that that I'm like, those are simple things. And then as soon as you hear that song, you take that. Take that as your sign. Like, it's, it's very simple. It's very simple things. and I, But sometimes I think because the way people talk about it, I think what they're obsessed with is the feeling. Not necessarily mm. getting this, like seeing the sign, but the feeling that comes with mm-hmm. it. Because I know when I see those synchronicities, I'll be like, oh shit, yo, spirit on one. Spirit is on one. Ooh, I call, call my friends, I'm texting, you know, I'm hype. Right. It's that feeling sometimes I think people are chasing because they're just like, wow, somebody said that they seen this and I'm not seeing anything. And it's just like, maybe yours don't come that way. You know? And, it and takes, that's cool. And it, it is cool. Like, it's fine. Like everybody don't receive their messages in the same way. Everybody don't connect with, everybody doesn't connect with numbers. Everybody right. don't connect with cards. It's, you know, it, it's very different things. Um, Cause I tell some, some people all the time, I'm like, I will watch a movie in a small little, the two seconds that somebody that said, said this one little line in this one movie hit home for me and resonated and was exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. And it's just like, take those things with you. Yeah. Especially if it resonates, it resonates. It's for you. Like, period. Yeah, um, that's such a good point. That's such a good point. Yeah. Um, my last question before we get into all of you, all of your things and you plugging yourself is just what advice do you have for people who are trying to embark on their spiritual journey, whether it be tarot, whether it be hoodoo, whether it be both, whether it be just whatever, you know, what kind of, yeah, just what is your advice for them as they're partaking on this path? Um, you have to be okay with surrendering. Like, you don't know everything. And you got to be open. You can't... I feel like when you choose to go on a spiritual path, or if you feel like you're called to be on a spiritual path, like, accept it. Like, accept it. And even if that means that your whole world has to be turned upside down, then so be it. You know, go through it. Maybe you do have to hit rock bottom. Because I know I did. Like, my spiritual journey was me hitting rock bottom, losing literally everything and having to rebuild and start over. And it was hard. And it was plenty of times where I wanted to stop. But um, I had to have faith. And I think, um, and which I which I never understood because I didn't have religion, which where a lot of people learn what faith is, and I didn't have that. So um, you have to have faith, and you have to um, surrender. You know, surrender to your higher self, um, and trust trust the journey that you're on. Trust it, and if you need help, ask for it. You know, you're not you're not alone. You're not by yourself. And um, and when I say that, I mean like spirit is with you. Your ancestors are with you. So even if you feel like you are physically by yourself, you can still call on your ancestors when you need them, when you need help. It's, it was plenty of times, even still, 
where I'll talk to my ancestors and I will just cry. I will cry and I will tell them all the hard things um, and even all of the easy things and the beautiful things that come up. Um, and I feel the warmth from that. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's my, my best advice. Oh, and do your research, please, Lord, do your research. <laughs> because, I mean, as much as I would love to do a reversal, as much as I would love to find out if your family is cursed or if somebody didn't curse you or if you done dabbled into some shit that you was not supposed to be doing, please do your research before you start calling on deities. You start, when you looking up, ooh, a love spell or ooh, a money spell. Please, please, please do the research on who created that spell. Like, because you don't Ooh. know. <laughs> Juju, listen. Like, <laughs> people want to be on a, on this spiritual journey, and, they, and that's fine and everything, but you might end up getting caught up into some wild shit and end up getting lost and taken over, possessed, don't know what to do. But you didn't do no research. You're just doing it because your friend told you to. No. Do your own research, please. Like for your for your soul's sake, do your own research. Girl, yes. Be quiet today. <laughs> that is so important. Oh, girl. First of all, you just took me with the whole. Sometimes I just sit in my altar and cry and let them know. I was like, girl, that was me this morning. Like, are you reading me? Like, <laughs> did you see me before this call? Like, what is going on? Yeah. <sighs> It'd be like that. Um, thank you so much for all of the gems that you just dropped in this interview and just talking about such a large range um, of topics with me. Um, now I just want you to like plug your things. Like, can we work with you? Can we get a reading? Like, how do we do that? How do we find you? How do we get read by Coco Alexa? How do we get dragged? Let us know. <laughs> um, thank you for having me. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Coco underscore Alexa underscore. Um, that is where if you want to book a reading with me, um, you can click the link in my bio. My book is open for tarot readings and mediumship. Um, I am also teaching a tarot class in June. So if you want to learn tarot the way that I teach it, um, then once again, click the link in my Instagram bio. It's also on, um, if you search Align Your Life with Tarot on eventbrite.com, you can find it there as well. The class starts June 13th. And I'm also going to be launching um, me and my business partner, um, Joan Zodian. Shout out to Joan. Um, We're going to be launching our monthly membership, Cosmic District. So um, if you want to have a spiritual community, um, learn astrology, learn tarot, um, I'll be talking about hoodoo and... um, definitely putting in a lot of ritual work and spell work in there um but that will also be where i am going to be hosting my weekly live tarot readings where i do a general reading for the week for the collective and i also do um car car pulls for um the people that are in the the room um which is really fun because Yes, there do be dragon um, in there. <laughs> there do be dragon people. I'm just, I'm just a, a vessel. Don't shoot the messenger. Um, but I find that 
there is so many messages that come through during those live readings. So if that's your thing, um, definitely look out for it and follow me. Okay, cool. So you'll be posting about Cosmic District on your Instagram. That's right. Yeah. That's how we yeah. find yeah. it. Okay, cool. Um, any other social media you want to plug? Is that that's all your things? Yeah, that's all my things. Um, yeah. you can if you're not on if you're not on Instagram, um, you can go to Zodians Z O D I A N Z dot com and you can book with me there as well. Cool. Thank you so much, Coco. This was wonderful. Like you really you brought a lot of light to me and I know to the audience today. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm glad that, um, you know, I feel like when two people from Baltimore, two or more people from Baltimore get together, something beautiful happens. You get, it's you know. true. <laughs> it is true. Something going to happen regardless. So, something something <laughs> So I'm going for it. All right, boo, thank you so much. Thank you all so much for tuning into another episode of A Little Juju Podcast. If you would like to reach out to me around some media inquiries, business collaborations, I also do episode sponsorships. If you want to sponsor an episode, anything like that, hit me up on my website, itsjujubae.com. You can also hit me up on social media at... Uh, on Instagram and on Twitter at I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E It's Juju Bay Instagram, you'll probably get more of a curated experience on Twitter Honey, I'm talking my shit so. uh, You can also hit me up uh, also on Instagram at a little juju podcast, that is the podcast page with any updates for the pod they go there and that is pretty much it I'm sending y'all peace and blessings remember all you need is a little juju all we need is a little faith right now carry this ace of clubs energy I believe that we will win we will win and we will be well Ashe. y'all be good now here see ya take care of yourself